Blog Talk Radio. There is no earthly way of knowing. <laughs> Good man is out of time. Which direction we are going? Directly Camino. It would have been DWI. have reached a tipping point. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and those who identify as non-binary, it is time once again for the tipping point. Our guest tonight will be Scott Hensley, going to be talking about Phoenix City Invitational and... Nick Halen, who is lighting it up for the first time in a long time. But joining me, as always, is the man about town with probably a perfectly clean criminal background check, Larry (laughs) Goodman. How are you doing tonight, Larry? (laughs) (laughs) It's hilarious. But I will will say, now I should probably say this because then I'll drink it, right? I've never spent the night in jail, so knock on some goddamn wood, you know. Never, never has happened to me. <laughs> and you're trying to drag away out of the drunk tank? What's going on? A couple times it could have happened, but it, but it, but it never has happened. <laughs> like, like that night, they, they that uh, uh, white trash posted about that that party up at the compound. Oh yeah, I could have spent the night in jail that night. Ooh wee. <laughs> Well, Larry, um, what a what a weekend that's coming up for Georgia wrestling, or just wrestling something? in the area, eh? Phoenix City yeah. and Rumble Jack, and I can't believe it. Yeah, and uh, Southern Fried's running too. Oh my goodness! Because it's first first uh, Saturday, so they're running too. My God! My God! Well, Larry, yes, a, I mean, we're going to have some great guests, of course, but what do you want to talk about here in the beginning? Well, first, I, I haven't gotten an update yet on uh, Ace Haven's medical condition after getting shot last Saturday night in uh, Piedmont, so I, I, I hope he's doing well. I hope that I did that, see uh, where they were. Did you see the announcement where they are not going to do a show this Friday? Oh. Yeah. So they're taking this Friday off because they just said there's too much chaos and too much to deal with. So, well, I hope I, I hope I hope Ace is doing well, and uh, you know that uh, Tyler stayed out of handcuffs, but I don't see how he could have after Ooh. that. Ooh. Um, but on to on to a few other news uh, tidbits. You. Uh, said something about let's talk just for a second and i know you covered yeah. it in your patreon but that iwn show in mcdonough yeah uh, which you kind of said right you know in his report that rob was putting lipstick on a pig in, to to some extent and um you know while we both know that there were significant problems with that live stream i talked to someone else who actually worked the show who said yeah, the uh, you know the exotic youth West Coast Kings match was good, and of course you'd expect yes. Ace Austin and Duckman 
would have <laughs> would have been a good match. That's a match yes. I want to see. But but this person said that really overall the the, the 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 matches on the show were good. Now you know organizationally that's another issue. But the actual quality of the matches was was really fine. And uh, I got to say, man, I just love that picture Logan Creed took of Chick Donovan. That photo. That that oh my gosh. Wonderful stuff. That was wonderful. Yeah, I would yeah. say, you know, I read Rob's report, and I thought the matches themselves seemed fine, and the guys seemed happy with them. But I also heard stuff like, you know, we're starting the third match, and we're over an hour and 15 minutes into the show. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, a problem. And, you know, and Kenny Beckner, God bless him, but I guess he was just like the worst ring announcer of all time. You know? like screwing everybody's names up and just bantering between things. And it was terrible. And, you know, those are the kind of things that I actually love seeing in reports, like give us the overall feel, you know? Right. Cause those things factor into the, inter- and you know, the crowd was flat for stuff. That's something else that I didn't get the flavor of, but oh, something I heard did, from I more than one that. person. Yeah, Dad, I did not get any flavor one way or the other on the crowd reactions to the matches. Ugh. That's not good because it looked like a pretty big venue for and and, and you know that with that you know how that goes in an out, outdoor space with 200 people swallows up the sound. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, or the sound just sort of disappears, I should say. Well, I'm curious about if they, they go to Dothan. That that's probably not a bad choice of a town to go to next. For, is because uh, there's not a lot happening in Dothan. You know, um, Wrestle America runs there on rare occasion, but not regularly. And I don't think there's much wrestling happening there. So that may be a good place for them to take another shot and hopefully get their act together a little bit on the organizational side. Yes, Dothan, Dothan is where that attorney friend of mine is from, the one who won that famous case. And that's how he won the jury over. He's like, I'm just a little old, you know, those government attorneys over there, I'm just from Dothan, Alabama. And if you don't know what that is, that's the town, you know, if you're on your way to the beach, that's the town where you stop to get gas. (laughs) That's the line that he hit about Dothan. It's the town where you stop and get gas. And uh, that's, but you know what that means, starved for entertainment, right? A good wrestling mm-hmm. town back in the day, you know, when Continental ran there in Southeastern, that was a good wrestling town, but not not much has happened there in recent years. So that'll be interesting to see. In, in other um, news, congratulations to our man uh, Alfred Feliciano, guy who covers the Lucha Libre stuff and the Puerto Rican scene. He's getting married this weekend. Oh, boy. That is yeah. great. So good, good luck, Alfred. Getting married. Um, Joy and pain, sunshine and rain. Did you did yeah. you see where um did you see where uh Jody Hamilton did you see that? No. Jody Hamilton passed on. Yes. Oh Yeah, yeah, it just happened today. So oh. I was gonna I was gonna do my tribute to Jody Hamilton. I I used to love listening to those there's this one place that had these podcasts so it would be Jim Cornette it would be Bill Barron's talking about the ratings for TNA quarter hour by quarter hour and analyzing it which was riveting sarcasm 
And then, and then Jody Hamilton, who did the funniest one of them all, because you could tell he would do it from his phone. Yep. He would talk for the minimum amount of time, and then he would always hang up the phone, and it would clatter and take forever to. He probably had one of these phones that was like on the wall. I bet he did. I I know the show you're talking about, and I listened to that, and I was I'm so happy that we did get Jody on this show, and I'm so sorry and sad to hear that he passed. Do you want Do you want to hear 15 seconds of my Jody Hamilton? I love him. Everybody is assassin Jody Hamilton, and uh, you know, man, uh, I was at this promotion, and uh, there was this guy. <laughs> this guy was such a mark, man. He got himself a trophy about how he was the greatest promoter in the world. And anyway, I mean, you know, I hate that mark shit. This is the assassin Jody Hamilton. Goodbye. Clatter <laughs> the phone. I loved it. I love Jody Hamilton. So, very sad and, for his family and friends, but he lived to yeah. uh, 84, I believe, so talk about a full uh, life, eh? <sighs> Speaking yeah. of uh, the older generation in wrestling, I'm sorry to hear that hmm. um, Tennessee promoter um, Burt Prentice is in very rough health. He, oh, no. Uh, yeah, he has. I believe. Don't. I could be wrong, but I believe it is colon cancer. And um, he put on his Facebook page that he is turning operations of USA Wrestling over to his sister, while he um, goes through his treatment and rehabilitation. Um, wow. Boy, talk about a survivor. There's a guy still running and right through the pandemic and right on until now, two shows every weekend up there in Tennessee. So, got a soft spot in my heart for Bert. We we didn't always see, we haven't always seen eye to eye. That's for sure. But um, yeah, sorry to hear that. One of the real uh, real characters. I mean, anybody of a certain age who's been involved in wrestling for any length of time will have a Bert Prentice story <laughs> and a Jody Hamilton story for that. Matter. Yeah. So you know those guys. I mean. Oh, God, who doesn't have a Burt Prentice story of note? Um, yeah, we wish all the best to Burt, of course. Boy. And cond- condolences to a Wicked Nemesis on the loss of his oh, wife, goodness. Angie. Yeah. What a, she was such a sweet – she was a sweet person. I really liked her. I didn't know her well, but, you know, she was somebody you just – I just immediately took a liking to. And I'm so sorry. Yes, and of course, I mean he's, I mean he's lost, you know. I mentioned him privately, and that's just such a tough, such a rough thing. So, mm, mm, mm. my yeah. goodness, Larry. Um, I I took a look, by the way, at the Chip uh, yes. Day Davy Richards match from TWS. Oh, thank you. I'm putting I'm putting up my yeah. reaction to it right now. Um, you had seen the match. What's something that stuck out about that match to you? Well, the, the incredible condition that Davy Richards is in. Yes. Talk about it, it, not even to say didn't lose a step is not the appropriate thing at all. He's as good or better than he ever was. He looked yes. fantastic. His wrestling was excellent, and um, 
you know, I, I, I thought they really, really hung with him really well. You know, my last, uh, my last top 10 list didn't have chip, chip day on it. Well, my next one sure for George, I mean, but my next one yeah. sure will after that. Yeah. Match. Wow. And um, it was a joy better. to watch. And I was struck Larry of how traditionally that match was structured Mm-hmm. Now, it's not to say they didn't do very modern things. I mean, the exploder suplex on the apron, but my Jesus. God, right? I can't believe they followed through with it. I was just like, oh, that's an interesting thing to tease. <laughs> I honestly thought they weren't going to do this spot, and then they did it. And I was like, oh, my God. But, but, I mean, wrestling in the beginning. Well executed, well done technical wrestling. Like, that match went through gear shift and every step of the way they were with it and it's hot in that building right yeah i mean i i was thinking about that somebody a friend of mine contacted me about me doing that live review of pro south and he goes like you know there was kind of a, a lackluster quality they go like is it hot in that building i'm like well yeah it's alabama in the summer it's hot and, uh, I mean, you could see the sheen of sweat on Davey and Chip within, like, two minutes. Yep. Right? Yep. But, man, the, the way they structured that match, and they had everything in the tank they needed for that really wonderful finishing sequence. I thought it was just really well done. And uh, it was a delight. One of the most fun matches I've watched this year, one of the best matches that I've watched this year from anywhere. And I, you know, not, not that I've followed them that closely, but of the PWX shows I've seen, one of the best PWX shows I've seen overall. They, yeah. That was really a, a fine, fine show for them. So good for those. Guys. I thought I thought Chip um, concluding his promo by saying, you know keep the same energy up for the rest of the show. I mean, mm. you have shows where it really does feel like the guys are pulling for the show and PWX, at least for that show was definitely one of those. And it's really yeah, and it was, see. and it was a long show and the crowd did hang for the um, whole thing. Hey, one, one other thing we got to touch on before our guests come on, going back to Alfred Feliciano and his reporting, he talked to the Mucha Lucha people, and he got, and it's in his uh, column this week, they gave, Mucha Lucha gave him a number of close to 2,000 for that July 11 redemption show, and them some big ticket prices. So what, if that's true, what a gate. What a gate indeed. I mean, I don't, Oh, my God. I mean, your mind boggles, right? The thought of Mucha Lucha possibly working with Southern Honor or Mucha Lucha going monthly or Mucha Lucha. I like it's 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 probably the biggest story that gets sort of underplayed. Mm-hmm. And but when you're drawing, I mean, the uh, the obnoxiousness, I remember doing the math of twelve hundred. Right. <laughs> 1,200 seats when your general admission is 50, kids are 25 (laughs) for the general area, and then your VIPs are, you know, 70, 80, 90, and 100, right? Like, I remember doing those numbers close to 2,000? Like, it's mind-blowing. 
it's mind-blowing. Yeah. But and, those and guys I'm sure Andrade, are... I'm sure Andrade cost him a lot. But the rest of the card didn't have a lot of other big names flying in from Mexico like they've had on some of the other ones, unless I missed missed something. They had good talent, but not some of those big, high-dollar guys like they've had in the past. Now, I wonder what Andrade cost them. But whatever it cost here's, here's a point by me, Larry. You know, when shows like IWN happen, and I go, my God, they only drew 200, and they have that bankroll. What do I have to listen to people say, Larry, every time defending shows like that? Oh, it's sponsors. Are you telling me that Mucha Lucha, who has a legitimate audience of that size willing to pay that money, doesn't land sponsors that pay for that stuff? If, if, if Bell can do it and Gossett can do it, real players like the Mucha Lucha guys, I guarantee you have a million hey. ways to offset costs because they have an actual product to sell. Look, yeah. you've got a captured audience of 2,000 people here, not 150 or 200, right? No. So you, I would just got imagine a, a, that, actual that, you know. you crowd to uh, sell to there, yeah, to sell your product yeah. with that many people there. And oh. this is a show that this is, this is kind of more, more of like a, you know, this doesn't have a dollar value necessarily, but Andrade doesn't want to work a show in front of nobody, right? He's very proud to sort of lay claim to, look how many people are here to watch me, right? Mm-hmm. That's a huge factor, whereas Kevin Nash, I mean, you know, the tread marks off of his shoes, he could run out of that place fast enough, right? And, you know, if, if they had a thousand people there, you think Kevin Nash wouldn't have wanted to do some kind of spot or promo? <laughs> yeah. So, hey, we got, anyway, uh, we got Scott Hensley waiting in the wings here. Let's, let's get him on. Please, let's talk to him. Please, SCI please. with Mr. SCI himself. Scott Hensley, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I have three comments about what you're talking about real quick. The first is I grew up in Middle Tennessee, so I went to a lot of Burt Prentice-related things. And uh, so I, I was hanging out at TNA on a Wednesday night one time, and I was chasing autographs, and Burt Prentice saw me standing there waiting for guys, and he said, go on back there. He said, the show's over. What are they going to do, kick you out? So I just went backstage. <laughs> And, and that was the, that was the beginning. That that was the beginning of, of me sliding my way into the business. Yeah. <laughs> that's hysterical. Uh, so, and then uh, secondly, um, Davy Richards. Uh, I have heard nothing but good things about Davy Richards since he has come back. Uh, it's it's great to hear. Great to see. And uh, then thirdly, I guess I will just say Ricardo is the man when it comes to creating a big event spectacle. Um, you know, yeah. I've been to a lot of the Mucha Lucha shows, and it's, you, you do have to prepare yourself a little differently. You know, there, there's a different concept of time, and uh, I don't think a lot of the stories <laughs> carry over. That was diplomatic, yes. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, not, it's not your traditional American show, but at the same time, you're going to see something crazy that you've 
that you will never see in Atlanta, Georgia ever again, perhaps. You know, I've gone down there and seen Blue Demon Jr. and Atlantis and, uh, you know, Sin Cara and, you know, all kinds of just people that you'll never see down there. But he finds the audience for it. And like you're saying, you know, he hustles. He's out there. He has sponsors. He's in the community. He makes connections with those guys. Uh, you know, he, he already had pictures with Andrade before he booked him. So, you know, I know he knows those guys and networks. He is uh, he's the man when it comes to that stuff. Yes, indeed. Awesome. All right. So, Phoenix well, City Invitational Weekend yes, coming up. Yes, sir. I am, yeah. so, I am so excited. You know, it, this has evolved from a local event into like a whole weekend. It's a destination weekend for families. Um, we are partnering with TWE this year in Red Bank, the local promotion here. And uh, they have an event the night before on Thursday night. And... Um, so we're really excited to partner with them. Uh, so they kick off at 8 o'clock on Thursday night, and then um, well, then we go into our tournament on Friday night. Sorry, my son needs me to help him squeeze the last bite out of his yogurt pouch. It's <laughs> 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 real life. Oh, now he does not want it. Great. So... Mm. Friday and Saturday night, we have the uh, sixth edition of the Scenic City Invitational Tournament. It's a two-night tournament featuring 16 of what I would consider the best up-and-coming and and established uh, independent professional wrestlers, not just in the southeast, but I would be willing to venture the world. Uh, We have guys that have wrestled all over the world from uh, Germany and Japan and Canada and Mexico and all over the United States. They've wrestled there, and they are in our tournament this year. Um, guys like Daniel Makabe, the 2019 winner, Daniel Garcia, who has, uh, you know, is one of those guys that everybody expects to be signed soon because, you know, he's been on NXT, he's been on AEW. I think at one point WWE trademarked the name he used in NXT, so that's kind of weird. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've got guys like Adam Priest, we've got AC Mack, Jaden Newman, we've got uh, guys from all over and from sort of the local area. And then on Saturday at 2 o'clock, the Action Futures Showcase Tournament, and it is the fourth edition of that. And uh, so we have a lot of really cool up-and-coming people in that that have five years or less experience. And then we have some also just some uh, really cool featured matches that will, uh, there'll be some surprises in there as well of, of people that are not just five years and under. Yeah. Right. Well, Scott, you had, you guys had to take last year off for the worst of reasons, of course, right? And what's the feeling going into, there's got to, of course there's excitement, right? finally getting to do it, getting to do it the way that you really want to do it. But is there any kind of trepidation about anything? Or is it just like, this is going to be great, full speed ahead? Um, Because, I mean, that's a huge deal, right? Six years, and you weren't able to do it last year, but now you guys get to do it. It feels like with the venue and everything else, you're getting to do exactly the show that you want to do. Is there any kind of doubt or hesitation about any of this? 
Uh, I would say the the only thing that is of course scary is is people's health, and you know I don't want to scare anybody mm. away. We're going we're going to take precautions. Uh, we are going to uh, require masks. We are going to sanitize the arena. Um, we are hoping people have vaccinations, uh, but there's only so much that we can do, and sure. we are going to run an event. Um, you know, I, I don't want anybody to get sick, but at the same time, you know, I, I just I feel like the world doesn't stop moving because of that. And, and I don't want that to sound insensitive. You know, I, I truly believe that, it, that that COVID is, you know, a serious thing. But at the same time, I think that some precautions do help, um, you know, the the risks involved with that. And we are trying to do all we can to give people an escape, to give people a fun event, to give the wrestlers a platform to be seen, and just uh, to have a community from literally all over the United States and Canada uh, come together and, you know, worldwide with IWTV, but come together and enjoy some of the best wrestlers in the world competing in a tournament format. So, I mean, the, the only, my only worry is is about the COVID stuff, you know, and Hamilton County hasn't been great lately about that. And uh, so, you know, I mean, fortunately, I think actually more of the wrestling community is very uh, health conscious uh, in regards to getting the vaccine. And I think most of the uh, people getting the Delta variant and some of that stuff. I, I think it has been people that are not vaccinated from everything I've read for the most part. Uh, so, you know, I'm so excited about the event we have. I'm not worried mm-hmm. about any, any, I'm not worried about any of the money stuff. You know, we're, we're so good on that because of the work that people like Matt Griffin and Dylan Hells have put in uh, to build us a network where we do have an outlet, we do have an audience and we do have a product uh, that we're presenting to people. And uh, it's, it's so exciting to have these young guys that tell me, you know, that their goal is to make it into scenic city or even the veteran guys like Jeremy Wyatt from uh, the St. Louis area, who's been going for almost 20 years and is one of the best wrestlers in the world, you know, for him to say, this is a bucket list item for me to be in your tournament. It's like amazing. So I'm so, I'm so excited about just everything coming up, all the people getting together, all the fan events, and uh, just all the opportunities for the wrestlers. Wonderful. You know, you you answered one my questions because I was wondering about the what the mask policy was going to be. I was up in Chattanooga this past weekend, uh, just you know a little vacationing, and was surprised that even in the part of Chattanooga that I would consider to be the most liberal part, very little mask wearing going on. Um, so, um, I mean, and I'm glad you're running the event, and, and I'm glad you're taking precautions. So it's going to be a mask requirement situation yes yes we we had originally just said uh, that we would uh, be strongly recommending it but i i think at this point uh we are going to require it and the building owners uh the newman family uh, they they are pushing for uh the requirement and so we're going to go along with that Excellent. i don't i would not think you'd have any problem with your audience base with, with uh, fan base with that I, from that's just my guess, but I I can't see your guy your your fans really having an issue with that. Yeah, I, I think some of the I, I think some. Uh, sorry to interrupt there. I, I think no. some of the local some of the local fans 
uh, will frown at it. And I mean, that's their right to frown at that. You know, yeah. it's COVID, COVID and mask requirements and all that stuff is one of the things that I just don't argue about it. I think everybody has a different perspective and background with it. So, I mean, I understand, but I want to do all I can do to protect everybody. Sure. Sure, sure. Uh, one th- one thing I think is, yeah. Oh, no, Larry, you got something? One other, yeah, just, just one other quick one. You know, I was wondering about in terms of getting the talent you wanted for this year's tournament. I know that varies for, from year to year. Some years it's been uh, easier, some it's more difficult. How did this year go in terms of getting the talent you wanted for those 16 slots? Well, I think fortunately because everything closed down, it's not like everybody had a calendar full of stuff that they had to do. So uh, we, we got really fortunate with that. Uh, I think we've also been very fortunate that with all the signings and everything, my son is yelling in the background, uh, with all the signings and everything from, you know, NXT and AEW, you know, we've we've dodged bullets on that as well. But um, I also think that, the, the Southeast and, you know, in particular, New South, Southern Underground Pro, TWE, Action, I think that we've built like a real network of wrestlers and people that want to come into those promotions, and mm-hmm. they understand that coming into those promotions can get them to a bigger platform with our event and vice versa, that, that working our event will get them seen and get them more work in the Southeast. So it, it was actually really easy this year to get talent. And uh, I, I'm so proud of the field we have with, you know, veterans and newcomers. You know, we've got guys like John Davis, and we've got guys, MLW signee, Alex Kane, uh, you know, veterans, new guys. We've got wrestlers in all sizes and shapes and uh, styles, and it's uh, it's such a great build this year. This is less a question and more of a comment. I think this year I've heard more. I've heard about SCI um, in a more, in a bigger variety of ways than I ever have, and I think that's a good portent. I, you know, the, I I love the thing that was written about the like up and comers show where they asked them those questions and they answered. I. I just think that's cool. I know that you have all kinds of like radio spots coming up and all that kind of stuff. I just think I think it just it's great because it really feels like an event that's unfettered. There is nothing wrong, of course, with having a connection to a high school and raising money for the baseball team. But I, you know, the fans that are going to be there for this scenic city, I just feel like they're there for scenic city. And I think that kind of energy you just can't replicate. You know, where it's like. Sure. I'm here to watch this wrestling. I love it. I want to see it. I'm thrilled I get to watch it on IWTV, honestly. So it's like, how yeah. cool is that? So that's great. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really exciting now that uh, that people can watch live and don't have to come to Chattanooga. And if somebody is worried about wearing a mask or somebody's worried about health concerns, they can sit at home in the comfort of their living room and watch it on their big screen TV for, I think, IWTV is only like nine ninety nine a month or something. So, I That's mean, right. it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a great value uh, for tickets. We do still have just a few tickets left for Friday night and Saturday night. We are going to try to not turn people away, but. Uh, we're getting close. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it's uh, com for anybody that wants to buy tickets. And uh, it's going to be 
it's going to be a very different atmosphere this year because it's going to be in the TWE arena. And, uh, you know, I heard you guys talking about being in a place where sound dies, but that's not the case with the arena. You know, it's going to be an electric feel in there to, to have, you know, over 200 people packed in there cheering and booing and uh, seeing some of the best wrestling in the world. Awesome. Well, that's one of the things that excites me this year is, is is I've not been to a show at the TW Arena, and I know that atmosphere is going to be something else. So, oh, yeah. Um, uh, I, I wish I could be there for both nights, but I'm certainly going to be there for uh, for the showcase and for night two. Oh, question, uh, Scott, about night two. I know in past years, typically the, the guys who don't make it past the first round, most of them are there for night two in some sort of specialty-type matches. Is that going to be the case again this year? Yes. I can say at this point that every person that we have booked night one is booked night two uh, as of right now. Uh, so it's a pretty special thing to have that and to, to not have somebody announced somewhere else the next night. You know, there, there's no spoilers. Um, so, you know, I yeah. saw uh, Rob Rod put out his odds. You, sh- you should check that out if you haven't seen it yet. Um, it's, it's pretty interesting there because it's really a coin flip with, with almost every match. Um, so mm-hmm. we're, we are just really excited to have the environment, have the fans, and have the talent that, that we have this year. Um, I know it's going to be a successful event. That kind of goes without saying, but I can't wait to see how it all plays out. Yeah, I mean, it, it's been a learning experience for me as, a, uh, as someone who has evolved from uh, a ring announcer to someone that, that is trying to really be a promoter. Uh, you know, I've I've relied on schools to to do the work before, and that doesn't work out. You know, it's so it's uh it's it's a learning process, and uh, I'm hoping that that this year through you know partnering with Matt Griffin, through networking with Dylan Hills, through using the local scene through Jaden Newman, that uh, we're really going to make something big and good this year. Cool man. Thanks, Scott. All right, tell uh, tell Nick Halen that he needs to sign my Wildside poster. <laughs> Bert said it's cool. Bert said it's cool. Just go into Scott's house, Nick. Just go into Scott's house. It's fine. It's fine. It's cool. Hey, thank you guys so much. Uh, thank right, you, Scott. Take care. Hey, thanks. Bye. <laughs> right on. Well, what's he going to do? Yeah. Oh, come on. You're Nick Halen, man. Uh. <laughs> Well, moving right along, let's see if we can get Nate Kylan to sign that poster for <laughs> No, we're really, um, really happy to have this gentleman on the show. Absolutely. Um, he had quite a comeback story this year, quite a pleasant, actually a delightful surprise to see him back on the scene. Um, first time guest on The Tipping Point, welcome Nick Kylan to the show. What's going on, guys? How are you? Doing good, man. How are, are you, man? you it's a real, doing? Real, real pleasure to be on here with you guys. Nick, I'm going to ask you the tough question right off the jump. How the fuck are you still <laughs> good? Sign the poster? Do- How are you good at doing this? Are you going to sign the poster? Hell no, Nick's not. Should have invited him to the tournament, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Nick, why are you so good at this shit at this point? Like, what what the hell happened? 
you come back, you're doing the coolest stuff with nausea, you're wrestling all over the place, you're wrestling at this high level. Is it a similar thing to like, like Davey Richards, you know, took some time off and now he's doing it. I, I think that the secret for Davey Richards is he's doing it for the pure love of doing it. Is that what's going on with you? Why are you so good at this shit still? <laughs> it's uh it's um not to be too cliche but it's almost like um when i decided this is what i wanted to do and uh it kind of ran into bill barons and then rick michaels and todd sexton all like within consecutive weeks of one another it's almost like rocky balboa in that movie where he's just like you know i'm going to do what i want to do don't try and stop me it really just hit me that you know this is my passion yeah i'm i'm a a father and I'm very happy to be a father and raise my children. And, uh, you know, I was a musician for a number of years while I wasn't wrestling and everything, but that to me, that wasn't my dream. My dream is since I was five years old was to be, you know, a professional wrestler. And, um, so I, even though I wasn't wrestling, I was still watching it like constantly still thinking about it constantly, still studying it, you know, thinking to myself, go back and watch, Bret Hart, how did he do this, and how did he get out of that? It's like all my mind, you know, 24-7 to the point where I was like, you know what, I can still do this, and I'm going to do it. So, I mean, that's basically just how it happened. How long were you away from the ring? Uh, I believe I had my last match. I I did a double shot, and it was December 24th of 2011, I did like a Toys for Tots show. I, th- I believe it was the 24th, but uh did a Toys for Tots show, and then we drove out to Winder that evening to wrestle, and I wrestled uh, it was me and Shane Bell versus Danny Only and Chip Day. And in the first show I did that day, I had a concussion because I got dropped on my head. That's probably my own fault or whatever. And then um, so I told Danny that, I was like, look, man, I don't feel good. And he's like, uh, don't worry, kiddo, I'll take care of you. And... After that, like about a week later, I was just like, you know what? I feel tired. And then along with feeling tired, you get the people that are close to you tell you like, well, you you know, maybe you should just take like a break or you should quit doing that. But, you know, you just keep getting hurt and things like that. So since uh, right at the end of 2011 is when I uh, started that break. And um, how long have you actually been back uh, in the ring now? Um, I had my, we're almost a year to the day. It'll be September 17th will be one year since I had worked my first show back. So, and I've, to the point now to where, uh, you know, that was great. And I got through the first couple shows and then worked the program with Tyler at Anarchy, which was fantastic. And he's a fantastic worker. And you can't be asked for, you can't ask for more than to be put into like, you know, um, a big title match thing with a guy that was already killing it. And then they just throw you in there. Um, so I couldn't ask for better than that from um, Matt and Rick's perspective at Anarchy. But um, I'm once I had that first match with Nadja, which I guess we'll move into, but um, I felt like, and I talked to Todd Sexton about this too, but it's like, you know, the comeback tour is over now. Now it's just time to uh, just be Nick Halen, be the game breaker and, you know, show everybody what you really can do. Quit, don't worry about stepping on people's toes anymore. You know, be the veteran that you can be. So, 
I'm really excited, like, moving forward, especially in the middle of this Best of Seven thing, which has been a lot bigger than I really thought it would ever be. Tell us about that. How did the Best of Seven come about? Um, I got, uh, I think maybe Tristan Michaels or Matt Hankins, one of them was, you know, come to PCW on Friday back in May. So I came and, and I'm, I walk in the building and, uh, Steve, this is for you, full disclosure. I asked Matt, I was like, you know, who would you like me to work? And he looks over at Nodges, who's sitting in the ring, just sitting there. And he goes, why don't you work him? See what you guys can do. And, uh. In the middle of the show, I think we were like third or fourth. We went out there, and like you know, when you're having that match and and you know it's good in the middle of it when everybody is, you can just hear everybody with the oohs and ahs. And I knew it was really good when I came back through the curtain, and Matt Hankins and Rick Michaels were both standing there, and they're like, "Are you okay?" And I said, "Yes, I'm great." And he goes, "Can the cuss on here?" Yes. <laughs> can you say cuss word? Okay. Yes. So like, uh, Matt and Rick were both was like, you know, that was fucking awesome, and uh, we stood there like in the go position, the four of us, and it was like Matt's like, we should do maybe a best of seven out of this, and Naja was like, I'm game for it, and I was like, let's do it, and then I think between uh, Matt and Rick was like, you know, we could do it here and Anarchy, PCW and Anarchy, and then. Uh, uh, Ace Haven was like, hey, you know, can we get one of these matches here? Do like a, a message one day to me and Naja, and we both agreed to it. Um, <clears throat> and then Southern Fried jumped on board, and they were like, can we get one, and we're going to do match five at Southern Fried this Saturday. So I'm really excited oh. for that, to do it in front of that audience, because it's so different. That audience is so different than the, the audience at Anarchy and the audience at PCW. Yeah, I'm interested to see what their reaction will be to the way we work, or we'll have to change things up. That's great. Four different promotions for this best of seven. I love it. I love it. You know, I was wondering um, how it is for you. You know, Southern Fried. You're with you're with the top heel group, Sexton Alliance. Anarchy. You've been more babyface. How 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 much fun is that to go back and forth between the two? two roles in those two two different buildings? Um, I actually at the, you know, I guess I would prefer to be heel, but uh, I really just enjoy the dynamic because it keeps my, my brain thinking and it keeps me like, okay, well, you did this move here last Saturday as a heel, but we need to take the placement of that. You can still do it, but do it somewhere else in the match as a baby face. So uh, I think it keeps me on my toes a little bit more and it's, um, uh, I kind of revert it back to, you know, like every week I'm going up to the Landmark Arena and uh, running these cardio drills with a bunch of guys and, um, you know, like Todd or Adrian, like they'll change up the drill so it's not the same every time. So it's almost like that. It keeps your mind moving. So, um, you know, it just kind of keeps in perspective just like, okay, well, if you're a baby face, you can do these moves, but you cannot do them in the same placement or the same way mm-hmm. that you did them as a heel over here. It's just Kind of keeps my brain working. Nice. But I really Steve, are you? Steve, you got a question? Mr. Steve. He left. The... Well, maybe, maybe. Let me see where he is here. Have we lost him? <laughs> I was on mute. So, 
Nick, uh, oh, so you take 10 years yeah. off. You take 10 years off. What is the – what has changed as far as what's something that you now think about that maybe you de-emphasized before, but now it's in the kind of the forefront of your thoughts? I'm always interested because, like, nausea took years off. And I, the number one thing I saw with him was he has a, he, he used to have – he used to just be go, 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 breakneck, right? And now he's learned right. to sort of pace. And it's made him a million times better. And with Davey and Chip, the thing that I noticed was Davey Richards has learned to always interact with an audience in a way that he never did before. What's a, what's a huge change that's happened between what you do now and what you used to do, if there's anything? Um, well, I'm definitely older, so it makes me a little more slower, but I think that's, that's, uh, that's better. <laughs> Um, I, I see, like, uh, like Bill Barons will post these matches on the Wild Side YouTube page, and it's me as, like, you know, I'm 16 or 17 years old then, and it's almost cringeworthy. Like, I just, like, you know, I knock the guy down, and I instantly pick knock him down, pick him back up again. It's like, why would you do things like that? He's already there. You know, go for the cover or, you know, do something else. Don't pick him back up. But uh, I, I guess just, like, Getting older, being a father, uh, definitely being more mature, and um, I, it, it just keeps me like uh, like I think about it. It's like you know, if you were in a real fight, would you really do it this way, like you were doing it in the early 2000s, or you know, we should take this approach here and work smarter. Like if the guy, if I was in a real fight with a guy and I had him in a hold, would I let go of the hold or no? He's going to have to break out of this hold. I'm not going to let go of it. It's just like working smarter basically is like the biggest change I see in myself. And um, the other big thing I think is different is uh, like when you go in a locker room now, hmm. not that there was ever like any tension or anything, but it's, it's almost like, you know, it's cool. You know, somebody's wife's back. Hey, somebody's son is back here with them. It's okay. You know, like it's just so much different than it was you know, 10 years ago yeah. and even 20 years ago now, it's it's really wild. And everybody's just like, you know, there's still that brotherhood, there's still a bond, like, you know, you'll kill for each other, but, and you'll take care of each other, but there's not that whole, like, uh, there's a lot less ego, it feels like, in the locker room most of the time nowadays. Interesting. You know, Nick, I got to say this, this is not a question, this is a statement. To me, when I've seen your stuff since you've been back, you are one of the best and most authentic-looking strikers in Georgia wrestling right now. Like, everything Thank that you, you throw, when you throw any kind of strike, I just go, that's textbook. Like, that's how that's supposed to look. And it just lends <laughs> such an air of authenticity to everything that you do. Because, I mean, the way that you hit and strike, I just go like, God, that looks good. I just was like, I, I wish, I wish everybody could work at that level. It really is impressive. Thank you very, very much. Uh, it took me this long to get, you know, be able to throw like a decent punch or feel like it looks decent now. <laughs> like I wouldn't throw punches before when I was younger because, like, you know, Rick or Todd, whoever's one of those two was training me, well, both of them trained me, but you know, like, uh, like your punches look like shit. Just throw forearms because they really look like <laughs> shit. So I'm just now getting to where I can throw a punch at 35 years old. <laughs> <laughs> Great. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, that's a great point you made, Steve, and it just, just reminds me that, you know, your your work in general is cleaner and crisper now than it was 10 years ago. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a joy to see. Um, I, I, I got an off-the-wall question for you, and it's, it, this, is, this is, goes back just because of my going back to the old days and anarchy and so forth. You, I, in my mind, you're associated with a guy named Skeeter Frost. Whoa, um, yeah. What, whatever happened to Skeeter Frost, if you know? Uh, so well, I'll give you the backstory. So me and Skeeter Frost, we actually uh, went to our first Wild Side show together to meet hey. uh, AJ Styles, Jimmy Rave, and Rick Michaels. And yeah, I think we saw TNT and the Lost Boys, Slim J. And we wow. were at uh, Oconee County High School. And uh, like that evening, uh, we met Rick, figured out how we could, you know, train. Uh, took my first body slam from AJ while they were tearing the ring down. He's like, get up here. Pick me up and slam me. Uh, and Skeeter. But um, I, I do, we don't, we're not, we haven't been in contact in maybe like eight or nine years really, but it's, there's no like heat or anything. It's just, you know, people start families and kind of grow apart yeah. doing their own thing. But I do know he's a, he's a father and he's a very good father. And uh, um, as far as I know, he, he still lives in our hometown outside of Athens and, uh, you know, just raising his family. But he's a great guy. He's always been a great guy. Was always good to me when uh, we were kids and growing up and all that stuff. Hmm. Awesome. Looking, um, not that I want to look past it, but looking past the best of seven with Nadja, what uh, what do you got in mind for yourself? What, what are your hopes for twenty twenty two? Let's say. Um, you know, like uh, I got I got a list of guys you know I would like to work, and I made some of them known to some people. But you know, like uh, I want to I want to work with David Ali. I want. I just checked Marcus Cross off the list a few weeks ago. Um, you know, I haven't worked Sal in 15 years. I would love to work Sal again. Uh, Shane Marks, I think, is absolutely phenomenal. Um, uh, Slim Jay's back and yeah, here I mean, and there. So, you know, I let it be known to him that, hey, if uh, if if you want to wrestle, I'll be here waiting on you whenever you're ready. <laughs> um, <laughs> I have a list of guys like that. You know, I, I kind of make it known to them, like, I would like to work with you. Uh, Brock Johnson, I think, is uh, becoming very fantastic very fast. Um, yeah. And then, you know, like, uh, I got certain goals, like, you know, who doesn't want, like, to be have a dark match on AEW or, at least in our area, get booked at Southern Honor if you haven't been booked there before, you know, like. Um, so I, I have those goals and lists in mind and those certain wrestlers I want to work well, you can sign me up for any of those matches with any of those wrestlers. Those are all ones I'd want to see, that's for sure. Well, thank you. Yes. And I would go nuts cause since, I, since I forced myself to watch every freaking wrestling thing happening. It's like if you showed up on an AEW Dark or Dark Elevation, I would absolutely love it. I would go nuts. So I think those are really great goals to have. And I love that you're not afraid to say it. I think a lot of guys are afraid to put things out there for fear that they won't happen. But 
I'm glad that you have the mentality of like, no, this is the crap I want to do. This is the stuff I want to see. This is the guys I want to wrestle. These are the promotions I want to work for. And of course, some of them may not happen, but uh, I like that you're just putting it out there that you want to do it because those things have a way of working out. They do. If, if, you know, it may happen, it may not happen, some of those matches or some of those bookings, but it's like, you know, if you don't say it out loud, then you might as well just be sitting in your bedroom wishing you were a wrestler and, you know, like, you you know, just keeping that to yourself. You know, everybody, we all have goals here and we all want to succeed in these goals and, you know, let it be known. Yeah. I would take my uh, AEW dark booking proudly and I would take the Southern Honor booking if if that works out for me. You know, hopefully next year or something, I can get that worked out. I will gladly take it and be happy to do whatever they ask me to do. Yeah. Well, I'm sure hoping it happens. Tell us, um, Nick, beyond uh, Southern Fried this Saturday, the match with Nadja, what else you got coming up? Um, I know we'll have – so it will be match five this Saturday at um, Southern Fried, and then we'll move on to uh, PCW for match six. And I believe match seven will be at PCW also. But I know August 13th we'll be doing match six with me and Nadja also. Um, and um, we have Anarchy Wrestling on the 28th. And I have a bone to pick with young man Hunter James, who uh, <laughs> to say I was pleasantly surprised that he clotheslined me and turned on me. You know, that'd be an understatement. So. <laughs> But uh, that's the things I have coming up for the rest of the month is uh, between PCW and Anarchy. And there'll be, um, I believe, another Southern Fried show towards the end of the month, and then we'll move on into September with those same places. Yeah, nice. that, that, Hunter, that Hunter James, he didn't he didn't like me saying he had a slappable face, so I hope you slap him one for me. I, I'd appreciate that. <laughs> I'll make sure to get your shit in there, Larry. Don't worry. I yeah, thanks. <laughs> and for me, Halen, if you get Manders in a position, <laughs> like, I mean, I know you're doing it for Team Sexton. I get that for the Sexton Alliance, but just for me personally, you get a, you get a clean shot at Manders. Please take that. Please take that. So, <laughs> you got it, man. I know uh, uh, David and Todd will be sorting out their differences and coming up with how we're going to end this feud on a Saturday. Mm. So it should be interesting to see what, uh, see what comes of that and what kind of stipulations or whatever we come up with. Excellent. Well, Nick, thanks a lot. We really appreciate you doing the show and, uh, wish you all the best down the road. Well, thank you very much. Uh, real pleasure being on here and, uh, appreciate the good reviews from Larry and, Steve, I appreciate you always uh, putting me and Naja over on full disclosure. Yeah. So just keep, uh, we're just going to keep grinding away, doing this thing. And if somebody wants to book us to do this match elsewhere, we'll, we'll see if we can work that out also. Nice. Well, Nick, I got one surprise question for you. <laughs> just Uh-oh. so you can relax. <laughs> I got the surprise question. I heard you were nervous about coming on Tipping Point. What made you nervous? Was it was it me or was it Larry? It's probably Larry, right? <laughs> I wasn't so much nervous as like, you know, ask the person like I can ask for ask advice from. So which I'm sure is the one that sold me out on this. But uh 
I was like, so, you know, how should I, how should I word all these things or whatever? And, and, you know, he told me, and then he's like, I'll probably uh, turn it on and listen in. And I was like, what do you mean listen in? Like, it's live? He goes, oh, yeah, you're live, pal. And I was like, shit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, that, that, that part made me a little nervous, but the more I thought about it all day and I actually went back and I listened to uh, like a couple episodes with Jeter and uh, another one with uh, Rob Killjoy. So mm. then I was like, okay, I got, I got this. Like, you know. Yeah. 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 Well, I can't wait to but, see uh, you. Um, hopefully I'll see, get to see you live uh, in the not too distant future, but just keep killing it and keep having a good time and showing these young guys how to do it right, man. Important, please. Absolutely, yeah. man. It's a real pleasure being on here with you guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, you guys have a good night. Okay. All you right. Well, you as well. You know, Larry, that PCW show on next Friday, next week Friday, is shaping up to be quite a thing. So you have. I'm thinking Nick about Allen it right now. Naja. Dude, <laughs> I think. Like Nick Halen and Naja match five. You know, Matt, you know how crazy that match is going to be in, at PCW. And then you have Butch Her against Matt Hankins. Did you have you seen those promos by Matt Hankins? I mean, they're like, you know, I, I, some crazy stuff is going to go down. Sounds like a trip to Covington may be in order for this. Oh, dude. Yes. Mm-hmm. I can take it. Well, so Larry, just to remind people, you're going to be at the Future Showcase on Thursday. Is that right? Nope. No, no. So I'm, the plan okay. is Rumble Jack Friday night, hustle up Chattanooga for Future Showcase Saturday afternoon, and be there at night okay. two Saturday night, and Rob Ride will be there for night one and night two. Oh, boy. So we're really covering the big stuff. No one's going to be at Southern Fried, unfortunately, but maybe somebody yeah, will, somebody will knock out a report for us. Yeah. Unless Nick and Myron want to throw – that would be wonderful if one of them wants to whip one up for us. That would be great. Or JJ. Um, Nick and Myron tend to <laughs> – they, they tend to not like doing the reports. If they would do it, that would be great. But otherwise, I think probably get JJ to do it. He, he does a good report as well. Yes, he does, so. and he probably will. What a weekend. Larry, I, I say this all the time, and I know we got to go, but, I mean, a few years ago, could you imagine that this is what Georgia wrestling was going to be? It's amazing, isn't it? No, I mean, I, it, it is amazing, and a few years ago, I would have thought I would be retired and stopped all this nonsense by 2021, but it just keeps, it's just been more fun. So, yes, indeed. Well, I'm going to get this thing up about oh, – oh, by the way, I, um, I reviewed the first half of the Nightmare Factory show. Mm-hmm. Larry, there's a couple diamonds in that rough, man. The, the oh. last two guys that worked each other were – I don't mean good for their first match. I mean good, period. They've got some guys coming – and I haven't looked at the second half of the show yet. So, mm-hmm. man. That boy was that encouraging to see some great talent um, already at the embryo stage happening. So, nice, really cool stuff. Well, we got where Larry's going. 
I, unfortunately, well, not really. Uh, this is the last weekend before my kids go back to school. So uh, I'm going to be hanging out with them uh, and doing Good fun stuff. But, um, but I don't know, Larry. Let me, let me just drop this little teaser. That PCW show sure seems like a good one. I'll just say that. It sure does. It sure mm-hmm. really does. Well, make sure you're checking out gwhnewsandnotes.blogspot.com for all the reports from Charles and Rob and Larry and all the other good stuff that we've got going on. And, uh, man, how are we going to top this show in two weeks, Larry? No idea. Now, you said you were going to get us some female guests. So I'm yes, still holding hold you to, to that. Yeah, we need to get some. We need to, need to de-sausage this party a little bit. So I'll see what That'd I can good. do. Get some <laughs> women on there. And, um, yeah. And um, so thank you to our guests, Nick Halen and Scott Hensley. Uh, it's a big weekend in wrestling. Uh, go out and find yourself a show to watch. And Larry and I will see you in two weeks on The Tipping Point. We thank you for listening to this broadcast, a production brought to you by the GWH Radio Network. Stay tuned to GeorgiaWrestlingHistory.com for the latest information on upcoming events and more. As always, we thank you for your continued support. I'll be right down. Okay, yeah, I just got to cut this off.